Welcome to Keeping It Independent, a podcast brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. My name is Ryan Gentle, Agronomy Manager, and today I'm joined by Brent Tharp, Technical Product Manager. Today we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, fungicide and the drought conditions we're having and kind of give you our thoughts on uh, moving forward here with the weather. Dr. Tharp, uh, do you want to lead us off and kind of give us your thoughts of what you've seen uh, traveling around the countryside here the last week or two? Yeah, Ryan, thanks. Um, This past week, I've been traveling around northern Illinois and and southern Wisconsin, and uh, it's definitely dry in all those areas that I've been traveling. Overall, I'm actually pleased how the corn crop is hanging in there still. Uh, There's leaf rolling, but that's a natural uh, defense mechanism, and it seems like it's rolling in the heat of the day and and relaxing in the mornings and, and at the nighttime, so that's a good thing. I have been some at some field days and just conversations I've had. People are thinking about fungicide applications, which are coming up, you know, just around the corner, you know, a couple of weeks to uh, maybe three or four weeks in some places. But uh, we're just get, I'm getting the same question, it seems like, on that fungicide decision of, of as tough as this crop's looking, as dry as we are, uh, should I be spraying? You know, we've, uh, as Wiffles, we've been big proponents of fungicide applications, particularly that application around the tassel time for, for many years. And the reason we like it is because it's provided pretty darn good returns to a 10 bushel average. Uh, it keeps that crop healthier longer, and that helps improve standability late season. and also just helps uh, the grain fill period. But uh, with the drought this year, we're kind of in a little bit of a different scenario. So when I think about a fungicide application uh, this year, I'm looking at it from two perspectives. Uh, One perspective is just the plant health benefit and the protection uh, the fungicides give us. And the other is the stress-reducing properties uh, of some of these, this class of chemistry, the strobulurins. Uh, those fungicides have shown some uh, stress-reducing uh, properties. From a plant health perspective, I'll tackle that one first. Um, you know, the dry weather and the low humidity, uh, that is actually helping limit the spread of disease. Fungicide or fun- fungi loves wet, humid conditions, and, you know, they like uh, that that canopy to be canopy to be dense and then have dew in the morning, and that helps establish a lot of these leaf diseases. So there were some recent reports of tar spot being found in uh, central Iowa, and that's really around that uh, Des Moines area. To where, if you look at a drought map, you know that area has been getting rain uh, here. So in the other areas to where where we've been dry, not seeing, don't expect much disease. Uh, at this point in time until we start getting rains again. So in my opinion, our typical fungicide application, you know, that tassel application, I would say this year we're probably going to benefit ourselves. Uh, I think we can delay that decision to brown silk. And the reason I think uh, delaying that application to brown silk is we're just going to have a better idea to where this crop is at from yield potential. So we know that the corn crop is most susceptible to, to yield loss uh, from drought conditions during that pollination and early grain fill time. So by brown silk, again, we'll know two of the three yield components at that point in time. 
uh, we'll know ears per acre, uh, how many plants have a, a, a good ear on them. And then by brown silk, we'll have an idea of what was pollinated and we can do some kernel counts at that point in time. So that gives us the kernels per ear. Now, the third component of the yield equation is, is kernels per bushel, and that's determined during grain fill. So with some of the ear and kernel counts we can do, we can get us in the ballpark of yield potential. But that third part, that kernels per bushel, is a little bit still up in the air and dependent on weather during that grain fill time frame. So one of the things I was thinking about is, is you could do some kernel estimate, kernel counts out there in ears per acre, and then you could kind of set up a, a good case and a bad case scenario. Uh, the good case being, you know, you use 70,000 kernel per bushel factor when you're, when you're doing that yield equation. And that means that we've got the kernels there and with 70,000 kernels, you know, those are, is what we would expect in good grain fill conditions. And then you could use 95 to 100,000 kernels per bushel to, as kind of your worst case or, or poor case scenario. And then you could, you could just see what your yield estimates are bringing at that time. And then if you have insurance, uh, you could kind of judge those uh, uh, yield estimates based off of your APH and then, then make a more informed decision versus today. We just can't make that decision or even at tassel, it'd be very difficult to make that decision because we just need to see if, how pollination goes. So I rambled on there a lot, Ryan. <laughs> um, you're, you're very nice. You didn't interrupt me there. So uh, any thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on this? Yep, Dr. Tharp, I've been seeing a lot of the same things uh, in my travels around. I, I drove up into your area on Tuesday um, up towards Monroe, Wisconsin. And I'd say, you know, from my home area around Canton, Macomb, all the way up to Monroe, uh, conditions look pretty similar. Uh, a lot of a lot of rolled corn, uh, just can't hardly find disease. Uh, I've been, been looking on lower leaves, can't really even find gray leaf spot lesions right now. Uh, out in the field. So I'd say your determination of uh, probably being able to hold off a little bit on spray until later is going to be good where we can kind of judge that crop. Um, one thing, um, I'm not sure everybody knows how to check for pollination. Um, after you, you, uh, you know, a week after pollination or so, you can uh, uh, carefully husk, um, pull the green husk back on an ear and you can kind of hold it by the butt end and shake it. Um, and all those silks that fall off, that would be a pollinated kernel. And if you see a lot of silks that are still attached to the ear and the kernel, that's an unpollinated uh, kernel. So they give you a way to early on uh, gauge to see how your pollination went. Um, because if we, we stay in this dry pattern, we could uh, definitely have some issues. I think a silk's 90% water, if I remember right. So if we're very limited on water, uh, we can have some issues with the silk not growing and uh, not getting proper pollination like Dr. Tharp uh, talked about. So um, definitely want to evaluate, see where we're at with the crop. Uh, hopefully, you know, this early planted April corn, we're probably looking at uh, around uh, 4th of July uh, pollination. When uh, I, I went out and pulled some leaves on April 12th corn we planted, we had about four leaves left around the tassel. And from my old detasseling days, you know, you can multiply those leaves by two and a half, three days, uh, gives you about uh, 12 days probably when you're going to, we're going to have a tassel. 
the good news is there was a fully developed tassel as I unrolled all those leaves. So it does look like it's uh, moving along normally, but uh, probably the thing I noticed the most is that corn's only about armpit high right now, which I'd say is very short. When you start splitting stalks open, uh, you can really see where the nodes are starting to shorten up. Uh, plants, you know, doing what it's supposed to and not wasting any energy growing uh, any more vegetative uh you know, growth than it needs to. And uh, hopefully it's saving up all its resources it can uh, to get a proper pollination. And, you know, um, having short corn might be an advantage too. you know, um, if we, we might be able to use some of our uh, spray rigs that normally we couldn't uh, get through a field if it's 10 foot tall, um, moving forward with fungicide applications as well. Yeah, it's going to be easier, gives us more flexibility for applications with some of the ground rigs with the shorter corn so the other aspect of fungicide application is the stress reduction so i'll ask you ryan what are your thoughts of applying a fungicide for stress relief that's always a good question um the strobies have been proven to uh help with overall plant health i think a a few of the fungicides even have some plant health benefits um uh, on their label now um I, I just want to want to warn warn growers that that spraying a fungicide is not going to cure the drought conditions that we have in most of the corn belt um, right now. It's there's no uh, a miracle drug here that's gonna it's gonna fix not having any rain. Um, it's definitely not going to hurt anything, is what I tell people. Um, if you think you got good pollination, you know you're in one of the areas that was lucky enough to catch a, maybe one of these pop up showers or rains. Um, you know, you probably definitely want to move forward with a fungicide application, and and it it will help. Um, I know in past experience, uh, even if we we would have a, a heavy hailstorm, uh, field would be damaged, especially in in seed corn fields where the you know we have a little higher value crop. We would go in and spray maybe some foliar and uh, feed and some uh, fungicide with a stroby uh, would kind of help that plant recover from some of the hail conditions. So I expect the same thing would happen uh, with uh, with drought as well, but. The main thing is we just we we need some rain here um, by the fourth of July is going to be the critical stage. I think a lot of these earlier planted fields are going to be able to hang on. Um, the roots are down deep, but we're going to run out of subsoil moisture here pretty quick. Um, I've had two and a half inches since uh, the first of April here at my house in in Fulton County, Illinois, and you know it takes twenty two inches to grow a two hundred bushel crop. So. Uh, the subsoil moisture can only go so far and we're, we're getting to that critical period, like you said, with pollination where, you know, you can lose up to nine, 10% of your yield per day um, if we have heavy, uh, severe drought. So just critical. We get some rain, hopefully things pollinate well, we can move forward with our fungicide applications and uh, everybody can just go back to sleeping at night right now. But one thing I do want to remind people of is I've been talking to different customers and growers uh, around here the last week or two. You know, a lot of them have thought back to 2012. If you have a good APH, you have good crop insurance. Some of those guys sold corn, you know, 750 plus. They still had 130 to 150 bushel yields. And uh, I've had several of them tell me that turned out to be one of their better years of farming um, they've had when it was all said and done. So, uh, I know it's hard to stay positive right now, but, uh, you know, 
things will things will all work out. It's going to rain sometime. Uh, it's just a matter of when. Yep, that's some good discussion there, Ryan. Um, I think we covered the topics there that we wanted to cover today on on fungicide applications and the drought. Do you have any anything to add? Try and stay positive. Um, you know, like I said, it's going to rain sometime. It's just a matter of when. We cross our fingers that uh, it happens here in the next. 10 days to two weeks and uh, we can move forward with this corn crop. That's right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of keeping it independent. Uh, As always, if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you and you can also send questions uh, that we can cover in in the podcast and future episodes. And you can uh, email those at agronomy at wiffles.com. So thanks for listening and do a good rain dance and stay safe. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.